0: Welcome, everyone, to the Nerd Journey Podcast, episode number 82. We're joining you every week to talk IT career progression and bring you the advice we wish we'd been given earlier in our careers. I'm your host, John White, at B Journeyman on Twitter, joined by my co-host, Nick Cordy, at networknerd underscore. Hey, Nick. How's it going?
1: Hey, John. I'm doing great. We are both pre-sales technical engineers with backgrounds in IT operations. We hope our career discussions will be vendor neutral, relevant across disciplines, and remain timeless. If you're enjoying our content, please drop us a positive review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you subscribe. And if you want to get in touch with us, tweet or DM at Nerd Journey. Ultimately, we're just two nerds on a journey.
0: A journey to virtual enlightenment. So let's take a trip. Awesome, Nick. Hey, so today we're talking about um, kind of a... Uh, an amalgam of topics, amalgamation of topics. Um, Right. Starting
1: uh, with a debate on hot coffee versus cold brew. And uh, I'm going to tell John why he's in the wrong for liking cold brew. (laughs)
0: Listen, I didn't say that it was my favorite thing to drink. And honestly, I don't drink that much of it, especially now that I'm out of the office and I don't have access to it for free. (sighs) But no, that's not what we're actually going to be talking about. We're kind of, addressing and or revisiting this issue of um, stress and anxiety because of uh, the job, um, job burnout, and uh, this trend that we've seen about uh, companies giving mental health days. And so maybe talking a little bit about the best or really good ways that we found of using uh, a structured day off. Um So um, with that in mind, let's jump straight into it. Uh, What was the first uh, point that we were gonna talk about here? So we found a really
1: good article about how vacation won't actually cure burnout. And I have to say that's not something that I thought about before I read this article. I'm not sure why, but I just didn't. So if you're someone who's on the verge of burnout, think about the episode with Josh Vidal, episode 78. He got to the point where he you know, had surgery, checked himself into the hospital, and was home for months and months and months. If we think about the normal vacation, it's probably a week, maybe, could be a couple days, could be two weeks for a lengthy stent, but it's not an inordinate amount of time like maybe a leave of absence would be. But during our vacations, what we find is, hopefully, assuming we have the coverage and can turn off email and such, we have some time to just decompress a little bit, ignore what's going on at work, hopefully, and just be. You know, hopefully you're going somewhere with your family or someone you're close to and your support network, for example, and just having a little bit of fun. And you know, you may or may not be leaving the house. I don't know, some people do the staycation, but it, it feels pretty good to be on vacation and not feel the pressures of work when they were getting to you before that I will say it seems like everyone knows you're about to go on vacation the week before because it just piles up and you're trying to tie up loose ends and and then when you come back you get dragged back down pretty quickly because the world doesn't stop just because you're out of office even if you had someone covering you you're still gonna have some work that's piled up by the time you get out back into the office. Wouldn't you say that's the case, John?
0: Yeah, I think it's, it's very rare that you're actually able to take vacation and have all your work covered and not have to worry about things piling up while you're gone. That's a rare role and it's a rare uh, organization that would actually enable that. So, um, yeah, that's, you know, inevitably like if you're taking time off, you know, this idea that, you know, you're not having to think at all about what's going on with your, with your job like that. I haven't been able to really do that that well, like, you know, every couple hours I be like, oh, geez, I wonder what's happening, you know, and um, can you really turn off work email, you know, while you're on vacation and not get notifications, you, you know, stuff that you're getting carbon copied on, you know, that. All those kinds of things. So, uh, you know, it's a, it's a well-taken point.
1: You know, I've known people, it seems like there's a debate among some of our peers as to whether they actually check their email while they're taking time off or whether some people will even go to the extent of removing it from their phone or if you like me, go somewhere where you don't have internet connectivity. <laughs> My wife likes to go on cruises, so uh, obviously not right now. But in the past, we've done that, and I didn't buy the internet package as a way to stay away from things. Sure, yeah. You know, it it seems like if you're going to go total cold turkey and ignore email and everything, it might be hard to do at first. I think that probably takes a day or two to just stop or, you know, get out of your system. And then once you've tried to cleanse yourself and gotten a little bit used to ignoring the office, when it comes closer to time to go back, some people get that doom feeling like, oh, I know there are going to be a million things waiting for me. So it could sabotage the end of the vacation.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely. And, you know, I think, you know, your point with uh, Josh was really well taken, right? That was episode 78. And uh, he said that, you know, even after his the end of his leave of absence, you know he wasn't ready to come back and actually you know go back into the exact same situation so you know just being away didn't address the things that he was you know that, that were making him unhappy and maybe that is you know an important lesson like if you're on the you know the path towards burnout just time away isn't going to fix that
1: right, right? But it's interesting because, you know, in Josh's case, and I'm sure this has probably happened to some of us, too, you mentioned it's hard not to think about what's going on at work. But the time away from being in the work might at least give you some insight into what is the underlying issue that's wrong. Or Mm. maybe, you know, it just Mm -hmm. depends on how reflective of a person you are, if you can pinpoint that. What's, what's going on that's causing me to burn out? Is there a behavior that I'm exhibiting? Or, But what really stinks is you identify the problem but don't have time to do anything about it and you have to jump right back into the situation that is causing the problem.
0: Right, right.
1: And I think that's really the main point that this article makes is, okay, I might be able to figure out what's wrong, but it doesn't mean I'm going to be able to necessarily take actions to fix everything
0: yeah i think another interesting point was identifying the problem but the problem is that your entire identity is tied up with the work that you're doing like that's a big big issue if you're if you're burning out but also can't stop doing it because like you know you identify with that work so much that you you know, changing that doesn't, it doesn't seem, uh, like a possibility. Right. I only want to be a part-time surgeon. You know, <laughs> I need to take a step back from doctoring, you know, like, uh, you know, maybe, maybe it's that, that does happen and, and I'm just ignorant of it. So, yeah. um,
1: the whole, I'm gonna take I'm going to not work anywhere for a year and just travel the world because I need a break and figure out what I want to do next. That's not really feasible for most of us.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Very true. But even with unlimited PTO, do you think is that not something you could? do? Well,
1: you know, I've never tried to take a whole year off. I'll have to ask my boss and see what he says. All right. right. He's a nice guy. You never know. Yeah. I just need you to hold my spot for one year boss. I'm not asking that much. (laughs) <laughs> what, what about maybe some ways that you can help yourself when you're back at the office? Sure. After you've had this hopefully f- enjoyable time, hopefully vacation, taking time off, it can be enjoyable for you. But once you get back, some things you could do to switch it up are taking breaks. Now, if you're someone who's working from home right now because of COVID and a bunch of other things, it's hard when you're on back to back to back to back to back calls all day, eight to five or past that, to find the time to take those breaks. You know, if you're eating lunch during a conference call or just grabbing a snack with your five minutes that you get to go to the restroom and get a drink of water and eat something before the next meeting, that's a that's a total beatdown.
0: Absolutely, yeah. I think that scheduling those breaks is pretty important. This is kind of a, like a tactical thing, right? If the thing that is, you know, really wearing you down is too much scheduled time, and I, I think uh, you and I chatted about this is like, you know, if you if all you're doing is sitting in meetings, you know, you don't actually have any time to do the things that you're, you know, the action items that you're taking in those meetings. You know, it's just meetings all the time. Um, So, you know, one tactic that we have is actually scheduling time on your calendar that's blocked off to do the stuff that you need to do. And then, you know, actually putting in the agenda, you know, 20 minutes on this, 40 minutes on this, you know, with a a five minute break at this time to, to do, you know, absolutely nothing. You know, so that when that appointment pops up, you know, you've, you know, past you has scheduled the time And it has assigned you the things and and you don't need to think about what it is that that you're going to do during that time, including just, you know, take an actual legitimate 15 minute break.
1: And I would say schedule and defend. It's one thing to schedule, but it's another to actually follow through. You know, if you're working, if you have a coworker who needs help and you've scheduled a break time for yourself and you choose to help them instead, you know, you kind of allowed yourself to not, Take a
0: break. Yeah, exactly.
1: You're not putting your self-care maybe as high of a priority as it needs to be if you're in this state of burnout or state of high stress and anxiety. (laughs) Then maybe just taking some time to do an evaluation of what your circumstances are each day. You know, what what are the things you enjoyed about what you did? What are the things that caused you stress? You know, part of the does this align with my personal values and what I want to be doing and where my skill set is and maybe there's a misalignment that you didn't realize
0: yeah i also think that it can be done you know very tactically like in the minute right so if you're having trouble concentrating on something um you know a task that needs to be done maybe if you in that moment figure out you know what's going on you know, why is it that I'm distracted? Why is it that I um, am unable to concentrate and, and move forward? You know, is it that I'm worrying about something else? You know, is that something that I need to address? Is it that I'm uncomfortable, you know, because of, you know, some other thing that's going on that, you know, it's, you know, kind of niggling in my mind at the in the background, but, you know, I haven't thought about it directly. Those are the kinds of things that, you know, if you can catch it in the moment, then um, maybe you can put it on the list of things to, you know, directly address later on.
1: Yeah, I like that. That's a good point.
0: So let's also talk about, you know, addressing the root causes of unhappiness, right? Cause this is the the main thing here. Um, I think that this is, you know, a much harder task to actually, you know, think through and then take action on if the thing that's making you unhappy is the fact that you're employed by the specific employer then you know actually facing that head-on and addressing it and you know taking action on it and finding a different position that's all hard hard work so um at least you know like in my experience like you know rather than doing things that are difficult, you know sometimes it's just easier to avoid you know to distract yourself, you know turn the TV on and unplug one's brain or you know other you know less healthy ways of, of coping you know excessive consumption of alcohol or other recreational drugs or overeating you know there's there's all kinds of like self-medication things and you know that that people, those kinds of behaviors that people take on. And what's, you know, again, what's really difficult is actually facing the issues or or thinking through or talking through with your support network, you know, what actually is uh, making you unhappy, you know, is it a work situation? Is it uh, a living situation? Is it um, something else? You know, you know, social stress, is it family stress? Um, Any of those things, you know, can put you on the path to, you know, tons of anxiety and burning out at work, right? Just the fact that it's um, manifesting at work doesn't mean that that's what the root cause is. It could be in other parts of your life. So, you know, I think that it's super important, super important to actually, you know, take the time to address those things. Um, and, you know, counterintuitively, sometimes that work is so hard that you do need to take a vacation in order to address those things. So. You know, just going on vacation is not a cure to job burnout, but sometimes, you know, you need to visit like the various support networks that you have in your life. Hey, I'm going to schedule a couple hours to talk to my spiritual, um, support network here I'm going to spend a couple hours you know talking to a therapist or you know interviewing a couple different therapists because I, I, I don't have one and I, I want to maybe get one or maybe a psychiatrist or you know maybe it's a physical symptoms and you need to go to a couple different doctors you know all those things are going to take time and mental you know and physical energy you know such that you can't do those things effectively while you're also doing your job eight hours a day. So, yes, you know, taking vacation can help when the reason that you're taking the vacation isn't to just avoid all your issues, but to actually directly address them head on. Um so I think that, you know, just again, just going on vacation not necessarily helpful. But, you know, addressing all those things and taking, you know, vacation because hey, you know, I'm going to I'm going to have a hard conversation and I need You know, two or three hours to unwind after that hard conversation. And I, you know, going back to work isn't going to, you know, help me actually unwind. And I don't think that I'll be effective. And I'm going to have this other conversation here. And I'm going to need, you know, time to ramp up and actually have it. And I'm going to need wind down time afterwards. And I can't do work before and after. Great. Like that you've identified, you know, specific actions that you need to take to address the reasons why you're burning out or uncomfortable and you're taking vacation to give yourself the time and space to actually, you know, make positive changes. So again, just, you know, taking time, you know, off from work and, and using it to travel. I mean, I think is, is great, but you know, the, the problem is if you're doing, you're taking vacation to avoid rather than to address your issues.
1: And just remember that the avoiding does burn energy, whether you realize it or not.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Cool. Well, let's uh, transition to the next topic, which was, you know, this movement towards, um, you know, that we've noticed uh, of companies giving uh, mental health phase to their employees, you know, you know, companies realizing that during the age of COVID, you know, and also like social upheaval and Black Lives Matter and protests against police brutality, you know, people are under more stress, you know, they might be under more financial stress, they might be under more, you know, emotional stress, you know, there's all kinds of things that are going on that can cause that. And, you know, they want to address it with time off. So we just talked about how just time off isn't, effect, isn't helpful and we talked about some ways that are like maybe a little bit would take a little bit more expend extended time to actually like go through. But, um, let's talk about some things that you could do with like maybe, you know, a mental health day, or, you know, even if your company is not, you know, get handing those out, um, you take one of your own, right?
1: Yeah. First thing that comes to my mind is try and get outside, you know, hot or cold weather hopefully not (laughs) torrential downpour or anything like that, but there are physical benefits of getting outside and just taking a walk, and that in and of itself can help with anxiety. You know, studies show that being in nature or around nature in a natural setting is just kind of calming, whether that's a park, green space, or some other comfortable environment. And, you know, even if it's a short time, that's, that's still helpful because your brain does work differently when you're in an environment that's calming. Kind of like if you, the whole idea of if your desk is messy, it causes stress. Whereas, whereas if your desk is clean, it's less stressful.
0: Right. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I can personally attest to this, you know, it might not work for everybody. But it certainly has worked for me, you know, my wife's been, uh, you know, taking on the lion's share of the work of uh, tending to our backyard garden. And just recently in the past 48 hours, I was able to step outside and, you know, help uh, prune some of the tomato plants and, you know. help a uh, trellis, the green beans and, and stuff like that. And I found being outside in the direct sunshine with the wind, like moving, you know, to be very different from sitting inside at a desk, you know, staring at a monitor that maybe that's like super obvious, but you know, the temperature is like, you know, nominally the same, but just being outside in fresh air and direct sunshine, you know, there was something magical about it. And, you know, I don't want to say that it was magical but you know it definitely helped it definitely raised my mood
1: it was definitely magical because john showed me a picture of the cucumbers they're growing and they're pretty large it seems magical john
0: oh yeah those asian cucumbers yeah Uh, is is that the is that the cover art for the episode i think so okay you just have
1: to ask your wife if it's cool to include that (laughs) yeah that's good i recently went on a a vacation where it was mostly outdoorsy stuff. You know, stayed at a cabin in a remote location, uh, built campfires every night, and took hikes. And what's interesting is the time of day where I would normally be kind of groggy and needing a couple extra cups of coffee to keep going, I was actually outside, active, full of energy, and stayed that way all day. Mm. So it, and of course, in a better mood.
0: Right. Yeah, so you know it's worth trying, right? Just going for a walk, you know, finding a park that's not crowded, you know, still social distancing. Of course, if you're uh, listening to this in a time where that's still something that's that's being done, yeah, definitely.
1: The next one I thought of was spend time with loved ones or the people important to you. You know, this kind of goes along with your support network. Obviously, people that counsel you in a spiritual manner, someone who might give you advice, but also family members. And interestingly enough, face-to-face communication reduces depression and anxiety. In a world of remote meetings right now, for people in customer-facing roles, they don't get to go out and see their customers right now. And for some of them, that's actually very much depression and anxiety for me. Uh, if you can see your family face to face and you know obviously if you're okay with that based on social distancing and, and things of that nature right now, then it's going to help you build a healthier relationship and hopefully better coping mechanisms for stress moving forward because you've built that bond that the face-to-face communication creates.
0: Absolutely. Refreshing those, those bonds with uh, friends and family, you know, if it's face to face, if it's on, uh, you know, some kind of a video, um, like all those things can be helpful. Um, it's interesting to how even if you're spending time face to face, you know, at a social distance, you know, um, I've heard of things like social distance picnicking where you're at two different picnic tables, you know. 15, 20 feet away, but just speaking loudly to each other and you're at least in the same space, you know, you get like a whole different experience than even, you know, video where you can see, um, whole body, um, mannerisms and, you know, communication and like, you know, stuff that video is pretty good at, but you don't get everything about it, right? You get this small picture or. You know, you are you're looking at the picture, which means that you're not making eye contact with the camera, or you're looking at the camera, which means that you aren't actually looking at the picture of the person. So, um, yeah, I think that you know those things. You know, doing the best that you can. If that's if that's a video, then that that's great. If it's in person, you know, in a safe way, then that's maybe even better. And, and maybe that just depends on on the person, of course. You know. I keep on hearing, you know, introverts saying like, "Oh, no, I get tons of energy from, you know, being alone and and not having to deal with, you know, social social situations." If you're an extrovert and you really get energy from being in those social situations, then, you know, being isolated, socially isolated is, you know, probably pretty draining. So, you just have to figure out, you know, where on that spectrum you are and uh and you know, treat yourself accordingly, right?
1: Yes, sir. We already addressed the support network, but it's worth another mention. You may spend time with, with someone in that network. Uh, What about hobbies, John? You ever spend time on a hobby to de-stress or relax a little bit?
0: I mean, if my hobby is watching, you know, videos on YouTube, then yes, definitely.
1: Yeah. Beekeeping, gardening, what else?
0: Um, chicken composting, homesteading.
1: Right, right. All those things. <laughs> <laughs> but interestingly enough, you know, the hobby, having a hobby helps you cope with stress, and it's actually a reminder that there's more to your self-concept than just what you do. The only part of your identity isn't work. It isn't family. You know, that's not the single only part. You, there are mm-hmm. many facets, so it gives you another, another facet, and... If you, ever, if you ever have an instance where you start doing something and you just completely lose track of time because you're so immersed in it that you didn't think about anything else except being engrossed in what you were doing, that's active leisure. And it lets your brain arrest, rest a little not rest, but rest a little bit from all the worrying and anxiety that may be popping up. And, you know, even if your hobby is similar to what you do at the office, I, I still think there's value in it. If you're somebody who's technical and you're going to tinker in your home lab, it's not the same as something you had to do as an assignment for work. I don't think.
0: Yeah, I think that, you know, a lot of times for people in that situation, you get a different kind of energy, you know, doing something for yourself, you know whether it's learning, you know, expanding what it is that, you know, like all that stuff is very different from something that you're doing, you know, for work. So sometimes you get a a crossover and, and you're excited to learn something for work, you know, but not always, not always.
1: Another thing we should bring up is reading. You ever just sit down and read a good book, whether digital or hardcover, or maybe you listen to a good book. I'm a big audible fan but reading for 30 minutes each day has been shown to reduce stress. And if you're reading fiction, it can actually increase your ability to have empathy for other people. And I think that's something that a lot of us are looking for in our conversation with others right now based on the world as it is.
0: Yeah, that's, that's an amazing suggestion. I've always been, you know, growing up, I was a huge bookworm. So, um, you know, most of the books that I consume these days is, uh, uh, audible. So, um, that is a really good point. I think that, uh, you know, exploring new things and new viewpoints, um, via a book, you know, that's a, that's a really good way of, um, of coping. Like it's a, you can even, you know, do it while you're, um, you know, maybe doing some of your chores, like, you know, stuff that you don't really enjoy doing, taking out the garbage, washing the dishes, those kinds of things. And then, you know, if you're getting joy out of the book, you know, an, an audible, uh, book or an audio book, then, uh, you know, it makes, uh, some of the, the menial stuff, uh, go a little bit quicker.
1: Yeah. Sometimes I'll put on the, uh, audible book and, do laundry, like fold, fold a couple loads of clothes that we need to fold and put a, start a load, you know, it takes a little bit of time, but time well spent. And I'm not just doing nothing. It, it, it kind of makes me feel like I'm accomplishing something at the same time. I mean, I'm accomplishing the, the laundry task, but something maybe that I like to do that's more enjoyable, I'm accomplishing.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: And that, that leads into learning a new skill. You know, Maybe you're reading up on something that's going to teach you a lesson, something in nonfiction. Maybe you're training for that next certification, like Manny Sidhu mentioned in his episodes. That could be a good thing to, to invest in on a mental health day, assuming you have the time and didn't decide to spend it with family. You don't want to necessarily take away from that if you really need to spend time with your family.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think that we're we're talking about things here that you would do instead of, like, pure avoidance, right? Right? Just, like, you know, instead of, like, numbing your mind, you know, with, with nonsense, you know, taking, like, doing something active to, like, really help yourself.
1: Yeah, and each one of these things can provide some structure to your day. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. a good thing.
0: Yeah, that was a great list. You know, one thing that popped into my mind is, um, you know, structured participation in some kind of, uh, you know, activity like that you do to give back to the community. So if you volunteer for a group, um, you know, maybe you you use that day, you know, to, to do that, you know, maybe a little bit more intensely than, than you'd be able to um, normally. Uh, but you know, just, just another idea that popped into my head.
1: Sure. Like provide tech support for family members. Is that what you're saying?
0: Nope. Nope. Definitely That's not easy. that. Yeah. We're we're talking about a mental health day,
1: Nick. Right. You mean that doesn't help your mental health, John?
0: It's like the opposite.
1: Ah. <laughs> okay.
0: All right. Uh, anything else before we get out of here? No, sir. Just a
1: reminder, we want people to subscribe and give us a positive review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. We want to know if we're being helpful and are always looking for interesting questions to ponder. We're collectively on Twitter at Nerd Journey.
0: All right. Farewell, listeners. Tune in next time as the journey continues. I'm John White at B Journeyman for Nick Cordy at Network Nerd Underscore signing off.
1: Adios. Just a reminder, we want people to subscribe and give us a positive review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. And that is my cat shaking a bell right next to my microphone. (laughs) We'll, we'll, We'll remove that.